Hey, welcome to Repeat Customer, a business podcast by Zendesk. Have you ever had a friend over, then realized, oh, I totally forgot to go to the store, but now that they're here, you don't really feel like getting up, getting in your car? This looks delicious. How long will it take to get here, does it say? It doesn't say. Should we order some? Well, no big deal. These days, there's an app for that. And this woman, Kiki, is on one of them right now. She's chilling with Annie, her guest, while she orders some stuff. Oh, 100% sustainable sun-grown flowers in beautiful Humboldt County, California. That sounds great. I'm putting that in my cart. Yay! (laughs) Capsules and sprays, topicals. Ooh, lip balm. That sounds amazing. Snacks, flowers, skin creams. It's amazing what you can get delivered. All right, I think we're good here with what we have. We'll go to the checkout and I think place order. Boom. What? Estimated delivery, 14 minutes. Wow. That is insane. <laughs> it would take me longer to drive. To the, oh my gosh. <laughs> 14 minutes. Before she knows it, the driver pulls up. Now, Kiki is about to have a really great day because those flowers she ordered aren't your usual flowers. This is really amazing. I just ordered cannabis to my door and it's all so beautiful and I can't wait to use it. <laughs> Kiki just ordered cannabis, not food, groceries, or a mattress, or glasses, or anything from Amazon. It's like Amazon, but 10 times better. (laughs) Yeah, and 10 times faster, thanks to a company called Ease. Ease is seriously changing the way people buy pot. But here's the question. How do you provide an amazing customer experience for something that until recently was illegal? I mean, in some states, it still is. This is Repeat Customer, an original podcast from Zendesk about how companies create great customer experiences. My name is Mio Edelman, and Zendesk is a customer service and engagement platform. And today we're looking at Ease. That's Ease spelled with a Z, described by some people as the Uber of marijuana. Hi, my name is Sheena Shravi, and I'm the Director of Consumer Communications at Ease. What is Ease exactly? Ease is a technology platform that connects consumers with their local licensed dispensaries to get cannabis delivered on demand. Consumers can log on to either Ease.com on their desktop or mobile, where they'll see a variety of different product types of cannabis. So from different kinds of vaporizers, edibles, tinctures, we even have pet products. In the same way Uber Eats doesn't cook your food, Ease doesn't actually sell you cannabis, but it does give you a uniform seamless delivery transaction with the cannabis dispensaries in your local area, assuming you live in California where it's recently been legalized for adult use. Right now, Ease operates in the Bay Area, Sacramento, L.A. County, and San Diego. And Sheena's going to tell us a lot more about that. But first, I need to process a bit here. That any of this is happening is unbelievable. I mean, I don't smoke anymore. But there was a time when I did inhale a lot. 
And besides all of the good times, the things I really remember are the pain points, to use a business term, the pain points around the customer experience of, you know, scoring drugs. The customer's experience of buying uh, cannabis, you know, 25 plus years ago was very different than it is now, obviously. Um, it usually um, centered around knowing a guy, having the guy's number, and will you share that number with me? Um, you know, it was, of course, a black market transaction happening in, you know, alleyways and parks and apartments. Hey, I'm Ricardo Baca. I'm CEO of Grasslands, a journalism-minded agency. And before this, I was the marijuana editor at the Denver Post and the creator and founder of The Cannabist. Now that's an interesting job. Marijuana editor. Ricardo is talking about an illegal transaction. The whole time I was buying cannabis, I was scared of getting busted. Also, drug dealers weren't always the nicest people. They didn't always sell the best stuff, and they didn't exactly keep regular hours. But California is where that experience first started to change. I think if you're looking at the paradigm of cannabis throughout the country, you know, going back as long as you want to go back, California has long been more permissive than other states. There was a time when it was uh, heavily criminalized, but, um, you know, California was really the first state in the U.S. to figure this out, to grow beyond illegality and to, uh, you know, ultimately embrace the world's first medical marijuana initiative back in the mid-90s. In 1996, California passed Proposition 215, also known as the Compassionate Use Act. They were the first state to legalize medical marijuana. This was way before Colorado and Washington state went fully legal. So for the first time in many, many decades, you could get cannabis with a doctor's prescription. And some people found it an effective alternative to, you know, taking some of those prescription pills. You didn't need to prove too much. It was wide open. But if you could prove a certain chronic pain, if you had a serious illness, without a doubt. But, you know, just think about what a monumental shift this represented at the time. This was substantial. This was everything. And even looking back on it now in 2018, I get goosebumps thinking about those early days of the first dispensaries, the first co-ops. So all of a sudden, to a limited degree at least, marijuana became a legitimate business. In 1996, California, that ultimately meant that for the first time, there was an actual retail landscape. And the whole idea of a well-considered customer experience became a thing. A lot of these shops have worked on their retail experiences significantly, spent multi-million dollars enhancing these to feel more like an Apple store or a Gap store or a Sundance outlet. Ricardo's right. I've been to a couple of these places. Beautiful layouts, great lighting, nice displays, comfortable couches, helpful staff. I mean, they might be a bit high, but these bud tenders, as they're called, will walk you through what is now a highly diverse range of products. But remember, prior to 1996, cannabis was illegal, and this can still play into the customer experience. 
Although the space is incredibly welcoming, um, I think that a lot of people do experience the sort of intimidation factor. They've got to commit to the decision of like driving themselves down to the dispensary and they're going to walk in there, you know, and it's, it's situated on a busy strip of road. Who knows, your next door neighbor you might run into. And that still carries a lot of weight in that stigma because it's been so often uh, associated with, you know, a lot of negative uh, connotations. Hi, my name is Sky Siegel. I am the general manager for SPC Fleet. We are a cannabis delivery service. Sky's fleet of drivers make deliveries to customers who have ordered through the Ease app. So beyond those who have a fear of uh, any social stigma walking into you know, one of these shops, there are actually other legitimate reasons where people simply can't get there. It could be a geographical issue, lack of transportation, getting to the dispensary that services the area. It could be something as simple as maybe the person um, doesn't have that kind of mobility. They're not able to leave their home. Stigma, inconvenient location, lack of mobility, the experience inside the store or dispensary was top notch, but the experience of just getting to the front door, not so much. One of my favorite stories um, happened in our very early days and I uh, was delivering to a patient of ours in Santa Monica who was in a building up on the second or third floor and just watching her open the door the expression of relief on her face. This is someone who had a very serious medical condition and was not able to leave their home. And I was able to bring her some sort of, you know, relief and comfort. So dispensaries started delivering. And those pain points we just mentioned were resolved. But as Sheena at Ease remembers it, then more problems happened. So you have your favorite dispensary, they do deliveries, they're great. You can look online for the menu, but then you have to call, place your order. Uh, sometimes they answer the phone, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they actually are there in an hour and a half. Sometimes it takes two or three hours. It was kind of like, you know, when you're waiting for Comcast, you have to, <laughs> you kind of have to take the entire day off <laughs> to deal with a cable person coming. Um, versus, you know, being having an app and knowing exactly what your ETA is. You're getting a text when the driver is close, um, and it's just a much more convenient process. The app was Ease, and it launched in San Francisco in 2014. And when it did, cannabis went digital. Ease definitely benefited from the Silicon Valley, San Francisco startup culture. Hi, my name is Anne-Marie Alcantara. I'm a tech reporter at Adweek, and I'm mostly focused on e-commerce here. A lot of companies like this start testing out in, in San Francisco first because there's already an appetite for it. But unlike most digital companies, Sheena at Ease says they had to deal with a pretty major obstacle. Typically, when a tech startup, you know, launches, they're able to grow using Google AdWords, using targeted advertising on Facebook or building their brand through Instagram. None of those avenues were available to us as a company in the cannabis space. So, you know, unfortunately, cannabis was still considered a vice and the vice clauses for kind of companies like Google, uh, even Apple. They weren't even allowed in the App Store. How do you overcome that? They're going back to the basics, which is very interesting to watch as someone who works at Adweek, you know, marketing is like going all sorts of different paths and 
They're like, we're just, we're going back to what we know and what works. So it's always worked. Like billboards and other companies are also using one of the most basic forms of marketing, which is word of mouth. What Anne-Marie means is that customer experience was going to be key to Ease's success. There's definitely more of an emphasis on customer experience because if you don't have good reviews or if people are upset about like glitches on the app or something, like that's your whole business. Okay, I get it. But this takes us back to my question. How do you create customer experiences for something that used to be illegal? There wasn't exactly a big playbook to refer to. So from what I can tell, Ease came at it from a few different angles. The first one we've already been discussing, the product experience. No joke, I had a friend once order it, seven minutes later it was there. And we had ordered food as well, and the food was still like being prepared according to the app. And that kind of experience is also great for customers. It's like fun, you know, we're all like surprised, like, oh wow, this is quick, maybe I'll do it again, you know? On demand means you can get cannabis when you want it, which is key. Ease actually took that a big step further during the era of medical cannabis. Remember, you didn't have to prove much in the way of illness to get a medical marijuana card, but it was an extra step. Hi, my name is Kimberly, and I live in Sacramento, California. I've had chronic back pain for almost as long as I can remember. For Kimberly, this meant a steady diet of painkillers, but they were starting to take a toll on her body. In the beginning, there was a lot of skepticism, and I think that skepticism came from just growing up with the stigmas that are marijuana. And so there was a lot of like, do I do this? Is this okay? At the time that I got my card, they offered the service of um, talking to a live doctor online. The sign-up was super quick. They asked you a few uh, medical questions. And so I filled out the paperwork in less than five minutes. The doctor called in less than five minutes. Um, And from the beginning of the phone call to my first delivery, it was literally like 45 minutes. And I was just blown away by the process. (laughs) This was huge for Ease. The program was called EaseMD. And it was a perfect example of how the company's digital platform could enhance the product experience. But then something else happened that was a total game changer. Prop 64 and the results there with 92% reporting. The yes votes getting 56% of the no votes, 44%. And now recreational pot is legal in California. Take a look at After Colorado, Washington, and a few other states, California legalized recreational adult use cannabis. Proposition 64, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. The new law went into effect January 1, 2018, and it was a big business opportunity for Ease, but it also represented a pretty big shift in the business itself. We all always saw cannabis as a medicine, and, you know, it went from being, you know, medicine to a wellness tool. Patients are obviously still using marijuana medically, but now you don't need a doctor's note. Any adult in California can get it. Cannabis is recreational, so time to party, right? You know, we don't see kind of recreational as kind of recreational, really. Uh, We think that, again, we see it as a wellness tool, and we see that consumers, as they're becoming more educated about cannabis, realize that even if they thought they were using it recreationally, they were actually self-medicating, really. The breakout star of 2018 is CBD. 
You know, it's this non-psychoactive part of cannabis that people are just starting to learn about. We're about to launch a like bath and beauty line on our menu, you know, just topical products, like anti-inflammatory. There's, it's a chapstick, there's an eye cream. After making itself this, you know, indispensable tool for medical marijuana patients, Ease wasn't exactly thrilled about just catering to the party crowd. They felt there was much more to the product. I mean, they'd spent a lot of time stressing that. So they've gone down the wellness path, but this shift has created other fascinating challenges. Even though the state of California legalized cannabis, all of the regulations surrounding it are decided by each town or county. But these local governments didn't actually know much about it. Apparently, no one was really tracking customer patterns when medical marijuana was a thing. As a technology platform, we really saw one of the our greatest strengths was our data. In this series, we've talked a few times about how customer-focused companies are using data to hyper-personalize the customer experience. And we find that, you know, showing who the cannabis consumer is really helps brands understand how to target their uh, their products to different, um, you know, different audiences. But the really interesting stuff relates to the lasting legacy of the history of cannabis as an illegal product. It's, it's one thing when you or I experience some of that stigma as individuals, but a whole other issue when it informs government decisions. So one of my favorite anecdotes of kind of how we were able to use our data to help regulators was in L.A. last year when they were kind of trying to figure out how to regulate business hours. Um, And I think one of the first and early drafts wanted to close cannabis businesses at 6 p.m. Now, the whole point of regulating this industry is not that it didn't exist before, but actually to bring it above ground, to take away from the illicit market. So, you know, if your goal is to diminish the illicit market, closing your cannabis business at 6 p.m., we were able to show that that wasn't the best idea. We were able to show that actually the majority of our deliveries happen between 7 and 10 p.m. That's where the spikes are. And that closing, you know, cannabis businesses at 6 would actually continue to service the illicit market, really. And even though the illicit market might be shrinking, it's still a bit of a challenge to companies like Ease. Two people are behind bars tonight after a drug raid at a Sacramento restaurant. Deputies found a total of 80 pounds of marijuana and a hidden dispensary. Six state and federal agents have arrested 11 people accused of being associated with a drug trafficking ring. A year-long multi-agency investigation could land even more suspects behind bars. One of the biggest challenges Ease has faced, to be honest, has been that they're mostly a white company and cannabis, the cannabis industry has, you know, been trying very hard to rectify the fact that there are thousands of people incarcerated for selling, distributing, and consuming cannabis, and a lot of them are people of color. Like Anne-Marie at Adweek says, the war on drugs caused some pretty deep social and economic inequality, stuff that Ease and other cannabis companies would have to deal with if they wanted to connect with their customers. I think they do think twice about what does it mean for me to be consuming it, for me to be buying it, and like, is anyone doing anything to help people who have been like wronged by this before? Ease does this in many ways, but from a customer experience angle, the company has helped its customers around the issue of expungement. 
some California cities have started clearing people's records of crimes that are no longer considered crimes with the legalization of cannabis. We've helped host um, expungement clinics where you're kind of paying for the lawyers and you're doing the community outreach to make sure people like know about it and are attending and that sort of stuff, yeah. So that's a lot of stuff. While they refined the immediate customer experience of using the app, Ease is also tackling the broader societal experiences related to cannabis. Stuff most other consumer packaged goods companies will never have to deal with even as they disrupt traditional industries. Much of this for Ease and other cannabis companies is brand new territory. And cannabis in general is also brand new territory for millions of potential new customers who are starting to check it out in all of its many new forms. I mean, I used to smoke a lot. I thought I knew a lot about pot, but the list of products Sheena described earlier has me like, you know, what, how, huh? So the big shift has frankly been education. When Prop 64 passed, uh, immediately there was all these questions now about cannabis. You know, two of our fastest growing segments, as our data is showing, are women and baby boomers. You know, it's funny. We, we talked to a few customers about cannabis, and they were all women, just like Kiki, the one who ordered delivery at the beginning of the show. I usually use it every night before bed as sort of a wind down replacement for that glass of wine because that, you know, doesn't work for me and my body. I find this much easier and healthier for me. But yeah, it's a great wind down after the day and really helps me sleep. They all described this process of either becoming acquainted with or reacquainted with this new world of cannabis where, you know, cannabis is replacing the glass of wine at the end of a day. And this brings us to how Ease supports these new customers. The biggest thing that I have to hit home and I want, you know, people to know is like e-support isn't just support, it's education. My name is Mick Frederick. I'm the VP of the customer experience here at Ease. Having mostly worked B2B in my career, uh, assembling teams of technical support, this was one of my first B2C experiences where uh, we were actually touching the end user. And so... I had to staff a little bit different, and it wasn't about hiring support people. I hired people that have worked in, uh, you know, basically like human jobs where they interact, their job was to interact with other people. Um, that was that was point number one. Point number two, whether you smoke it or not, you needed to know a lot about cannabis. Um, I, I didn't care if they partook. My thing was just like, do you have the knowledge? Mick joined Ease several months before the rollout of legalization on January 1, 2018. No one was sure what was going to happen. What we did was we employed a call center and we had them scaled by December to be able to offset a lot of the traffic that we thought we were going to get. And so we got our response time from one day down to less than a minute. And, you know, the, the, the company that we were using hired the way that we hired. They hired bud tenders. They hired people that were good at talking to people. You didn't have a call center before before last fall? Is that what you're saying? Yep. It was primarily done through email. Um, but there would be, somebody would at mention uh, Ease on Twitter. And uh, if it was a question about a delivery or a product, you know, my team jumped on it. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I came in with fresh eyes and, you know, the response times were, were not up to my, what I wanted, you know, for, for on-demand delivery, you need on-demand support. 
We had to cater to a sense of urgency that we never had before. This urgency extended to the need for a knowledge base, another thing Ease didn't have before legalization. And they did it in part by listening to their customers. Lately, what we've been doing with that documentation is creating help content, really, really juicy, uh, impactful content uh, for the customers to read if they don't want to work with a human being for help. We had a customer who complained that one of their cartridges, the vaporizer cartridges, had leaked all over the place. And one of our people was just like, well, yeah, it's, she probably put it in upside down. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So we created an article out of this very strange situation that happened with a leaky cartridge in someone's purse um, that spawned us to be like, hey, this is the proper way to store your vaporizer pen if it's a 510 thread cartridge. Mick's team is broken into two sections, straight up customer support, stuff like, yo, where's my delivery? And then there's another uh, part of our group called uh, concierge. They are kind of like the virtual bud tender for uh, new users and even really well-experienced users. Uh, we get a range of people from the two. The concerns lie in like, um, you know, how do I do this? And uh, this is for first-time users, you know? And so like, and what is, what is the best way for me to ingest it? And then there's the baby boomers. Most of the concerns are more about curiosity. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've, last time I smoked was a joint in 1979. Uh, tell me about all this other stuff that's on the screen. Another thing, too, is probably they, they would like to know how strong it is. We get that a lot. How <laughs> long am I going to be high, basically? And so I was like, we need to beat that to the punch. We need to be educational to people that have never done this before. You know, like, some, like, tell them the difference between a sativa and an indica. It's not just flour. You know, now you can vaporize it, you can eat it, you can rub it on your skin in a lotion, you can, you know, take a tincture under your tongue. And so we educate about that too. Like, don't let the stigma of buying flour stop you. There's many different ways of doing it. So yeah, I mean, there's many ways of doing it. As I learned back at Kiki's apartment, starting with her friend Annie. You know, my friend has back pain, mm -hmm. and she gave me some of that for my back pain, and that was awesome. It worked? Yeah, like oh. you rub it on your back, and it makes your back high. And then Kiki describes a way she's used it, a way I will never get to experience. I um, got uh, a lube once that had weed in it, and it is amazing. So it gets your vagina high. What? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, you've been listening to Repeat Customer by Zendesk, a show about how customer-focused companies create great customer experiences. We post a new episode every two weeks. And if you're looking to elevate your company's customer service game, check out Zendesk.com, because the best customer experiences are built on Zendesk. And you can learn more about this podcast at Zendesk.com slash repeat customer. Thanks for listening.